0: Welcome to Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. Celebrate food and life by learning about the culinary scene around the world. Speaking with chefs, artisan food makers, farmers, authors, and tastemakers who are passionate about everything delicious.
1: A very good weekend to you, food lovers, and a very happy new year to you, Chef Jamie Gwen, in your radio. Thank you for joining me in 2024. It is my 21st year on the radio and it is with great delight and privilege that I share my passion for food with you every weekend. I very much wish you a joyful, happy, fabulous, food-filled new year Let's make it delicious, shall we? And I hope that you'll continue to tune in every week when it is my goal to bring you culinary conversation and inspiration because I'm all about the culture of food and living the best life. On this show, we celebrate food and its ability to feed the soul. I also talk wine and spirits, mixology, trends, travel, health, the environment, and of course, It's my goal to make it the most spectacularly delectable part of your day. So whether you love to cook or love to eat, you are bound to find something you will love on this show. And if you are new to listen, you can always go back and catch podcasts of shows you might have missed on your favorite station. You'll find me on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, and more under Food & Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. If you are a long time listener, I thank you for your loyalty and I hope that your cooking skills have been elevated over the many years and that you'll continue to stay tuned. Let me set the table for you. We are honoring Ukraine coming up. The word budmo is their cheers really, but it has deeper meaning than that. And at a time in the world when... No doubt we are striving for peace in so many places. It is my honor to honor the Eastern European food and culture with Anna Volashina. Uh, We are going to celebrate classic Eastern European recipes with a modern creative twist. And wait till you taste it. Oh, it's just so good. My goal is to satiate your appetite, of course. And I do it daily on social at Chef Jamie Gwen, where I hope you'll become a friend and a fan. And I'm always serving up seconds at chefjamie.com. If you're looking for a new recipe to add to your collection or new inspiration, that website of mine updated daily. But first... Let me kick off the show as I always do with a tutorial of sorts to make you the best cook you know. This is actually my take on climate control and new year, new you. This is salmon school. Will everyone please take a seat? I think that salmon is the answer. It has richness, right? It has a fatty component, but it's still healthy and reasonably guilt-free. It's vibrantly colored, it's tenderly textured, it's richly flavored, and it is available for great cooks to savor all year round. It is loaded with the omega-3 fatty acids that boost your immune system reduce the risk of heart disease scientists are continuing to study omega 3s and their potential to lower cancer risk in fact and it's a beautifully excellent source of protein and vitamin B12 and B6 etc 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 now There are two types, general types, I should say, of salmon, Atlantic and Pacific, right? The main difference being that Atlantic salmon is most often farm-raised and Pacific salmon is wild. And you um, will find both year round today, uh, because the food world has come a long way and we have fisheries and, uh, the fish is harvested and often frozen. And by the way, I think frozen fish, which is usually frozen on the boat is, almost as good as just caught. They really capture the nutrients and the minerals and all the beauty of it along with the flavor. Um, but you'll find salmon year round, of course, and it's in a controlled environment if you find it farmed, but wild is my preference and use the best quality you can find, right? Or substitute if you like, um, steelhead trout, striped bass, uh, swordfish, happens to be one of my favorites, has to be harpooned, um, tuna, of course, but there's something special about salmon. So this is where my salmon school starts. You can broil it or grill it or roast it or plank it or even butter poach it, right? But I went to my collection of recipes spanning a lot, a lot of years, those that I've loved sharing on the radio and television over the course of my career And I chose my three best that I think cover the country in different preparations, both hot and cold. So here goes. And by the way, you can email me anytime, jamie at chefjamie.com, J-A-M-I-E at chefjamie.com for these recipes. All right. By the way, none of them found on the website. The first is a salmon BLT, which would be perfectly delicious with roasted or grilled salmon. But I like to make a salmon cake. So it's a light fish cake, it has a lemon dill yogurt sauce. It has applewood spoke bacon. It's on lightly toasted bread, which by the way, I toast all my bread in the air fryer now. You know why? Because I get one side crisp and one side tender and it makes the perfect sandwich bread. But you're going to take salmon of some sort and cook it the way you like and then mix it with some panko breadcrumbs and a beaten egg and a little bit of mayo and the juice of a lemon. Some finely minced shallot, some parsley, and you're going to make a very lovely salmon cake and form it into a patty. Then you're going to quickly saute that in a skillet and serve it with that Greek yogurt sauce I mentioned, really vibrant with dill and resembling tzatziki because it's got a little crunch of cucumber. And then you're going to layer it on a sandwich. Have I made you hungry yet? I know it sounds really good right about now. All right. If you're looking for something different and to serve hot as a dinner party dish, or actually super simple, could be a weeknight meal, I make a spicy citrus roasted salmon. And this is perfect for winter because citrus is peak of the season, right? Uh, blood oranges, Meyer lemons, all the goodness. But you take salmon fillets and you make a simple dry rub of brown sugar, cumin, chili powder, salt, pepper, rub it on the fish. This is the beauty of salmon or any fish for that matter. It takes good a good 15, 20 minutes and you get flavor infusion. So it's not an overnight necessity to dry rub a piece of fish. You can do it quick and easy while you're prepping the other ingredients. I roast the salmon at 425 degrees just until it's opaque At the center, like just cook through and I rest it on a bed of baby spinach leaves. They wilt slightly and I make this really simple orange dressing to go over the top with orange juice, lemon juice, and, um, a slightly piquant sherry vinegar And it's just so good. It really is. You could even crumble some feta on top if you wanted to add that salty, briny deliciousness and a little bit of indulgence. And last but not least, for an impressive preparation, I think cold weather yearns for toasty, aromatic nuttiness. And you choose pecans or pistachios. I make a crusted salmon in the air fryer. That is so simple, but so fabulous and stay tuned for the end of the show. I'm going to share the recipe. I'm posting it on social. I also have a butter poached salmon recipe that is delightful and I'll gladly send it to you, Jamie at chefjamie.com. And that is a quick salmon lesson now, isn't it? Let me give you a quick food news, please, because this is really important. Like life-changing important. It's about Oreos. Who doesn't love an Oreo? Did you know that 2024 was, uh, already, I mean, what, six, seven days in, um, a big year for Oreo because in the first three days of the year, they dropped three new cookie flavors. One of which is inspired by my mother's favorite, most beloved New York pastry. Well, it's a cookie. Yeah. If you love a black and white on New Year's Day, just days ago, Oreo released a black and white cookie that has, um, is to resemble, I should say, the Manhattan bakery staple that's been famous for over a hundred years. And it's half vanilla, half chocolate. And you got to get your hands on some because it's only while supplies last. And I got a box and they're so good. And the box is gone. Twenty twenty four is off to a good start. We can eat more Oreos, paired, of course, with that lean and clean salmon focus we're all doing for the month, right? All right, don't touch your dial. There is lots more to please your palate in your radio. Chef Jamie Gwen, don't go away. Mouthwatering conversation here and now in your radio. Welcome back. Chef Jamie Gwen here. Budmo, or as we say, Cheers, is the first cookbook to celebrate classic Eastern European recipes with a modern creative twist. Ukrainian-born, California-based chef, blogger, and culinary instructor Anna Voloshina shares recipes from her Ukrainian kitchen with beautiful, bright flavors and vibrant ingredients that sing from each plate. To keep traditions alive, to honor their stories and history, I personally think it is so important to celebrate food and culture around the world. And this is is an extraordinarily beautiful cookbook steeped in heritage and love and i am so very delighted to welcome anna to my table anna welcome to the show and congratulations i can't wait to cook from your cookbook
0: hello hello thank you so much for having me and thank you for the wonderful words
1: i'm just i'm so honored to be here today well thank you and and very much well deserved I think especially in this time here and now, it is for me personally a privilege to be able to honor your heritage, and I think it's most important to start out by acknowledging the work that you are doing for your beloved country um, to keep your family safe, but to keep All of the refugees there, the work that you've done to raise money, to give back. And so this interview very much is to honor Ukraine and to honor what you do.
0: Thank you so, so much. I feel like uh, every Ukrainian in this world, uh, it just, we just came together. We we try to help our country. And uh, I, I felt so guilty being here while my family's there, my people are there. And whatever I can do to help them, I, I will do. No. This is just it. It helps me as mm-hmm. well to feel like I'm doing something for
1: my country. Yes, and you're doing good work. And I think it's only appropriate to start out to first talk about uh, your growing up in the Ukraine and how you were. I mean the way you talk about these meals and these exuberant conversations at the table, it's very joyful. I mean, you were raised with a love for food.
0: Yes, Ukraine is a very, very joyful country. And honestly, when I was writing this book, it was way before the war and all the horrible uh, things that happened with my country. And I wanted this book to be about celebration, about people coming together. And I wanted to say, hey, guys, you 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 want to go to my country you want to experience this you want to try this food because we love guests we love feeding people mm. and we will we will we'll make this the best time of your life mm. and now after the war it's like after everything it's so hard but people are still finding these reasons to celebrate finding this joy and uh, just cooking for each other and gathering around the table. So now this book about that is like, look at our culture. It's beautiful. This is what we are fighting for. Right. And come visit us when the war is done and we we won. Hmm. We will welcome you. We will welcome everybody, and we will show you some good times and good food.
1: Yes, and and every page of your book does that. I love that you. Uh, transplanted to San Francisco, very young, in fact, right? And you wanted to make your mark and share the Ukrainian culture and beautiful food. And you made wonderful waves when you started hosting Eastern European pop-up dinners. I mean, you became a rock star. And, <laughs> and I love that so much has come from that. Tell us about the pop-up dinners and what it was like to bring people together over a Ukrainian feast,
0: So uh, this definitely comes from my family. We love hosting guests, and my mom and my grandma, they are amazing cooks, and they taught me everything I know. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I came here, cooking for people and inviting them over to our small apartment, that was something that helped me to connect with people, to share my culture, and uh, just to have because yeah. we invited all my like Alex's coworkers, we <laughs> invited strangers, we invited uh, friends. So it just it was so joyful for us. Mm. And then um, I started working as a food photographer, and I met a lot of chefs, and I worked with a lot of pop up chefs. And they like, okay, you should host, just try it. And uh, I hosted one dinner, and it was such a great success. I I was incredibly nervous, and after. I saw that people are enjoying our food, that they are having fun, drinking some vodka, and uh, I cried. Like, I literally, when I wanted to say how much I appreciate them and their support, I started crying. And those emotions were so powerful that I decided, like, okay, this is something I need to try more of. And uh, I started hosting dinners, and people, like, they were sold out so fast that I had to plan a few months. In advance, and um, after that, I'm like, okay, maybe we should bring some recipes for people
1: uh, <laughs> all over
0: the country. And I wrote the book, and um, this is here we
1: are. And the yeah. and the rest is history. With a second cookbook yeah. already underway, um, I, I'm oh my god, yes, yeah. I'm very <laughs> thrilled for your success. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, let's talk about Ukrainian cuisine, please. What stands oh, out sure. in your pantry? As to signature Ukrainian ingredients, I was um, fascinated and delighted, because we share a love for honey, to read in your staple pantry that you keep three honeys on hand at all times.
0: Yes, I love honey. and (laughs) Well, first of all, I I come from the region where honey is a serious business, Uh and uh, we have multiple, multiple people that will go to uh, get a particular uh, type of honey. For example, my mom has her connections and she mm-hmm. will go to a certain farmer to get buckwheat honey, which is very deep and robust. And you will, like, you will not use it for like everything, but just like one tablespoon spoon of it will transform the dish so dramatically. It's just mm-hmm. wonderful. Another type uh, is just like this floral honey, uh, the first honey of the season. She knows the person for that one. So it's like it's a serious deal in our family. And uh, I will cook with different type of honey when I want a dessert or I will just add it to my tea. And it just it heals me when I feel under the weather and it just adds the flavor to my dishes. Yeah, so that's good. definitely a star of my pantry. And, of course, sour cream. Um, it's not a pantry item. It's more of a fridge item. But I cannot live without sour cream. Right. I put it... On top of everything, and, and dill. I started making my own and dill, and, and dill, I right? My own sour cream, <laughs> and it is the best project I've
1: ever done. Oh, good for you! I love that. I I loved reading through the recipes. I poured over your book, and I'll tell you, so many of the beautiful introductions start with everything good comes from the addition of sour cream and dill, right? That, <laughs> and you joke around saying, you know, there isn't a Ukrainian dish that isn't topped with sour cream and dill. Oh, and then it has to have garlic. I mean, you oh know, God, yeah. <laughs> I I love that. That was so uh, at the heart of your sharing Ukrainian recipes. You are you are so joyful, Anna, and it and it comes through. I don't want you to go. We need to take a quick break. Will you please stay with us? Of course. Oh, good. I'm so glad. When we come back, more to expand your cooking horizons, to mark the occasion to celebrate Ukrainian cuisine. And there is more celebration right after the break. Don't go away. back and we're dishing Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Ukraine situated in the heart of Eastern Europe as so many of us are now more aware than ever. Sitting center at the crossroads of Western Europe, Russia and Asia has this most unique, extraordinary cuisine. A melting pot of beautiful, bright flavors and celebrating those flavors is the chef and photographer, journalist, writer, blogger, and pop-up superstar with one cookbook under her belt and a second on the way. You must see it entitled Budmo, or as we say, cheers here. It is a celebration from Anna Voloshina and we're continuing our conversation. Okay. Vodka is always in the freezer, right? Which is why you and I have to be friends.
0: definitely oh my god come over i will i have more than one type of vodka in my freezer i have just plain ukrainian vodka which was sent to me after i wrote the book people decided like okay she's into vodka we'll send her some (laughs) so i have just like uh, plain ukrainian vodka which which is like so delicious and so smooth and it will never give you a head of a headache never ever Mm. and then i have some vodka infusion um i have Tibak Thorn vodka. I have mm. poison berries, and I have horseradish, which is uh, which is a mean vodka, by the way. It has a <laughs> strong bite, and uh, it will definitely heal your cold. If you feel under the weather, that's the remedy. And uh, people just love it. I, I'm always scared to give it to people because it's like it's spicy, it's pungent, but people love it. Do you infuse it yourself? Yes, I infuse it myself and I add to my horseradish vodka, I add a little bit of honey, very mild honey, something like clover or uh just um flower honey. Yes. Uh, to make it smoother and slightly softer because it, it 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 has a bite. It packs a punch.
1: <laughs> yes. And is that a vodka that you would um that you would have a shot of?
0: Yes. So, uh, yes, definitely, we are not sipping our vodka. No. In Ukraine, in our family, nobody does that. We are (laughs) shooting, Uh, so definitely, yes. And uh, I'm not a crazy drinker, but I like infused vodka so much.
1: Yes, Uh, a, a pure palate cleanser, I should say. Let's get into recipes, please, because I very selfishly, as I do in all of my weekly radio interviews, I mark all the recipes I want to make in the book, and then I just figure the rest of the world listening wants to make exactly what I do. (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) Yeah, and so we dish on those. Um, But uh, I will say, starting with Georgian eggplant rolls, I don't think that the U.S. embraces eggplant as much as the rest of the world, and I love it.
0: Oh my God, yes. Yeah. So I come from the region where we grow all the vegetables for the rest of Ukraine. Oh. So eggplant is definitely something very, very popular uh, yes. in the south of Ukraine. So I grew up eating them on a daily basis. Mm. And those, we make eggplant rolls in Ukraine, uh, okay. and they are slightly different. And when I tried this eggplant roll with uh, walnuts, Uh, Amazing, this walnut filling, which is um, very light, but at the same time, it's uh, kind of fulfilling and so, so, so good. And uh, it's like it's the best thing to bring to a vegetarian or even vegan potluck because everybody will love it, even meat lovers will love this veggie. Um,
1: yeah, brilliant. And by the way, I noticed the pomegranate molasses. You know, I make a, a marinade that turns into a glaze for chicken using pomegranate molasses. I think it is one of the most brilliantly bold flavor enhancers that you can keep in your pantry. And I was delighted to see you drizzle it because it has bright acid and the richness from the molasses and it's incomparable. There, There is no other flavor like it.
0: Absolutely agree. And I, I feel like people don't know about this ingredient and they definitely should use it because one jar will last you forever. A long time yes. And you can make it yourself and it's so easy to make. It's just pomegranate juice and sugar that's, this is it just boil it down and then here you go you can drizzle it you can use it as a marinade you can finish your salad with it it just it has infinite possibilities
1: yes i agree with you i happen to be very in love with pomegranate molasses as you are with potato salad <laughs> <laughs> talk to us about your signature potato salad that's very much a ukrainian staple is it not at the table
0: Yes. So, first of all, potato is is a thing in Ukraine. This is probably the most common ingredient, and we eat potato every single day. And um, I love this potato salad, and this one is slightly different than the one we usually uh, cook in Ukraine, because this one is vegetarian. Mm. It usually has either um, some kind of like -like, uh, mortadella-like sausage or um, boiled chicken. But this one I tried at my Georgian friend's house, and mm. she made it vegetarian, but she added a ton of chopped herbs, and that, that transformed the salad completely. Mm. And right now, I'm like, okay, I don't miss meat in this salad at all, and again by making it vegetarian you are inviting more people to the table because everybody can enjoy it
1: yeah i love that and i love the combination it's a very packed potato salad so it has hard-boiled eggs and dill pickles and all those herbs you talked about and shelled green peas and it's hearty i mean that that's the beauty i think of a great potato salad um okay bring on the borscht please um, as we discussed prior to this conversation, Anna, you know I was raised in a Jewish household, and there is nothing like borscht. And I again, I don't think we embrace the beet as much as we should. But you have a an elevated version of borscht that uh, looks extraordinarily delicious.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you. I have three borscht recipes yes. in my book because borscht is the most uh, popular dish in Ukraine. I-, I think this is our trademark. Yes. And uh, last year, UNESCO recognized Borsh as the Ukrainian intangible heritage. So finally, uh-huh. we won the battle of Borsh. Yes. Borsh is Ukrainian because it was a lot of uh, debate before. But yes, Borsh is Ukrainian. And uh, I-, I wanted to show people that Borsh can be cold. Borsh can be red and hot. Borscht can be vegetarian, and borscht can be green. Yes, not a lot of people know that borscht can be green, uh, and we cook that type of borscht uh, in the spring when we have this luscious, fresh sorrel, mm. and it's wonderful. It's um, it's very, very hearty, and but at the same time, it's slightly lighter than the regular red borscht. And we add uh, either chopped egg, hard-boiled egg, or in my case, I like to add. Uh, and make it a, a ramen style, and I add this uh, Jamie mm. um, soft egg on top, and yes. it looks so, so beautiful.
1: Oh, and it like, looks oh so luscious, delicious. Like, I, I, I can't wait to eat that. I, that. Oh, my
0: God, yeah. Thank you, thank you. And I have a vegetarian borscht in my, of course. So so I, use, I'm, I grew up in a carnivore family. Everybody ate meat every day with every meal, and I feel like... I want to showcase that Ukraine is not all about pork and chicken. We can make amazing vegetarian dishes. That's why I have a vegetarian version of borscht, because it's as fulfilling as the uh, regular borscht with pork ribs or, like, oxtails. But, it's, it, again, you can invite more people to the to table. The table. And,
1: and I love that you embrace that, but you do give us a really large breath of different flavors from the Ukraine, meat-focused or otherwise. I noticed in the book that you write about how your mother keeps a pork belly in the freezer at all times. I like her.
0: Yes, (laughs) I I do the the same thing. I have two pieces of pork belly in my uh, freezer, and one will go with my uh, fried potatoes. This is one of my favorite dishes, and I have it in the book. It's very simple. It's like it's a... It's a very humble dish, but it's so flavorful. Mm. Basically, fried pork belly. And when the pork belly is uh, golden brown, you add some potato and you fry everything together,
1: add some onion. Mm. And it's How could that be bad? Good. Oh, how could it be bad? It has everything <laughs> delicious in it, right? Um, yes. I, I, and then you serve some simple veggie salad on the side and this is your meal. Oh, per- can we serve roasted whole cabbage? Yes. Anna, if you could please pause there. We need to take a quick break. I love the personal stories that you share with every recipe. And there is more Ukrainian inspiration in your radio right after this. Anna Voloshina, you and me, Chef Jamie Gwen, back after the break. dishing on modern interpretations of the very traditional Ukrainian recipes that keep a country bound together through pride and bravery and food, of course. Anna Voloshina is here. The book Budmo, how you say cheers in Ukrainian recipes from a Ukrainian kitchen. And we're dishing. Um, you are trending, my friend, um, because I want to segue to hachapuri. Is that the proper pronunciation? Yes. Okay, hachapuri. Hachapuri is having a moment too, but but it's not oh, getting yeah. credited for its uh, for its roots. And so I want you to highlight it, please. This is the the bread that is stuffed with this cheese filling, and you see often with an egg on top, right, that everyone's going crazy over.
0: Oh, and they have a good reason, because it's so delicious. So uh, in my book, I have a and Hachapuri, which is uh, from Georgia and from the region of Jari. And it's uh, like a boat, and it's it shaped it like a boat, and it's filled with oozy, delicious Mm. cheese and Mm. topped with one beautiful uh egg yolk and a piece of butter and then you take your fork and you mix everything inside of that boat Mm. and you take a piece of that uh bread from the side and just like dip it uh into the cheese mixture and it is heavenly delicious and this is like ukraine has borscht and this is our treasure so for georgia Hachapuri is their treasure, and we love Hachapuri in Ukraine. That's why I included uh, this recipe in the book, because it's not a Ukrainian recipe. But when you go to Kiev, on every single corner, you can buy Hachapuri, because Ukrainian people love it so, so much. And my mom cooks it at home. Mm. Uh, I grew up eating it. But, uh, yeah, I want to credit, of course, the roots and the dish comes from georgia and this is such a such a
1: jewel i i'm telling you if i could lift it from the page and take a bite right now i'm salivating that is how good (laughs) it is and when i make hachapuri i'm going to reach out to you on social uh, which by the way you can follow you want to make sure that you are following anna's escapades at anna volishnaya say it for me anna At Anna Voloshina Cooks. Voloshina. Thank you. I'm going to spell it. It is V-O-L-O-S-H-Y-N-A. Anna Voloshina Cooks. Thank you. Um, I'm going to post my Hachapuri and um, and ask for your approval. Uh, Okay. Before I let you go, Vareniki, you've made a couple of mentions of. I Mm -hmm. had the privilege very early on in my culinary career um, to work for a chef, a gentleman who made the best vareniki I've ever had with caramelized onions that were slow cooked. And of course the addition of sour cream and dill. And it is a, a food memory that I could never erase. Like I can still taste it. It is one of the most luscious, comforting foods. And I, again, I can't wait to make them.
0: Oh, my God, yes. This is my comfort food, for sure. And uh, in Ukraine, we eat a lot of carbs. Yes. And I think <laughs> we like that about you. <laughs> come from vareniki, yes. I love, love, love vareniki. I have a couple of different feelings for vareniki. And not a lot of people know, but vareniki, they can be uh, savory and sweet. So I added uh, one savory recipe, and uh, this star, I would say, is my... Uh, Dark cherry vareniki, yes, which oh my is gosh. my husband's favorite dish. Uh, it is so good. good; it's taste. not a dessert; it's no. a it's a meal on its own.
1: Yes. And
0: uh, but you just eat it uh, during lunch or brunch, so it's not a dinner recipe. But it's like such a fulfilling meal, and I teach a ton of uh, dark cherry vareniki classes, oh. and I, I just love how people react to this dish, yes. and they are just
1: enjoying it so much. Mm. As she shares, the kitchen is the center of family life in Ukraine, where moments are celebrated, hospitality is always at the forefront, um, and the perfect dish is never far from hand to mark the occasion. It is Anna Voloshina's goal to make people fall in love with Eastern European food one Ukrainian dumpling at a time, and with her second cookbook all the way uh, already, rather in the works, with an immediate bestseller from her first, entitled *Budmo*. This is the way we embrace culture. This is the way we celebrate people from around the world, keeping their stories alive, honoring their history. And it is a, a very small act to make a difference. You have honored your heritage, Anna, and I am so proud of your success and we are so grateful that you shared your passion. So thank you and congratulations. Kudos to you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Beautiful. Thank you for Giving me this platform to share my passion for Ukrainian mm-hmm. food and for, uh, of course, Ukrainian culture. Next year, or maybe even this year, we will celebrate our victory, and we can all gather around the table and say "budimo," cheers, mm-hmm. and drink a glass for for our peace
1: and victory. And so that brings us to the end of another hour of what I hope you thought was delicious conversation. And beautifully inspiring and loyal, wasn't it? Um, Anna, thank you. Thank you for honoring your homeland, for your tremendous passion, for gracing this show. I certainly loved talking with you. And I'm going to make potato everything. I really am, I promise. Uh, with that said, let me leave you with my last bite, my last ounce or tidbit of culinary conversation for this week. If you heard the start of this show to kick off the new year, then you know we went to salmon school and I shared um, a few of my favorite, really my top three favorite salmon recipes. And this is one of them, posting now on social at Chef Jamie Gwen my air fryer pistachio salmon, which by the way, you can substitute pecans. It is five minutes of prep, seven minutes of cooking time, dinner is ready. And the salmon is so moist and the pistachios just give you that fantastic textural contrast. And if you are low carb or keto, this will be your new favorite scrumptious meal. No doubt. It has basil, dill, lemon juice, pistachios, Uh, A little bit of mayonnaise and because it does keep the salmon moist, by the way, if you think mayonnaise is good on the grill, it's great in the air fryer and good quality salmon, of course. And I'm posting it now. Please go straight to social, Instagram, Facebook, and whatever the other one is called (laughs) at Chef Jamie Gwen. And mark your calendars. Meet me here every weekend all throughout the year as we continue to share what truly feeds your soul. Because is there anything better than sitting down at the table and sharing a beautiful meal with those that you love? I don't think so. I'm grateful to share my table with you. Thank you for listening. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off and I hope you continue to eat well.